Hey everyone, I just wanted to say that you can follow us at pop underscore personality on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram is at personality pills. We are so close to a hundred followers. We really want to get there. So we're giving, uh, we're doing a giveaway and we will have all of that information on our social medias. Um, in this episode, I am interviewing an awesome coworker. She is a great example of how to have strength when you're stepping out of your comfort zone and really just gives a great perspective on when you're choosing to do things that maybe don't fall into the greatest scenarios for your personality type, but she's going for it anyway, and that's a huge encouragement. So listen up. It just picks me up super loud. It so, knows you. It knows me. But Siri doesn't know me on my phone. <laughs> Siri hates me. Siri is like, who's that, Laura? Don't know this person that owns this phone. <laughs> Who that? I guess because Siri has a mind. I'm tired. It never works well to record after work because I'm always like, let Your me talk about <laughs> all the stupid stuff. Get that out and then go from there. Hey everyone, this is Laura, minus Amanda tonight, um, because she sucks. No, I'm kidding. No, we just had a whole lot of holiday stuff, and I'm not even going to spend any time whining to you about how ridiculous December and January happened. Um, so we are not going to leave you high and dry, though, and I have a awesome friend and coworker here with me tonight. Brooke, who is going to talk to us about her personality, because here's what happened. So to wrap up season one, we talked about the different Myers-Briggs personalities, and we kind of just stayed that course and focused on that a lot. And when it comes to like the E and the I with the extroverted versus introversion, version, <laughs> introversion um, Amanda and I have that handled because she's an introvert, I'm an extrovert, That's that was no problem. Like We could talk about that all day and find all kinds of rabbit holes to go down. Um, and then we went to the S and the N, and again, we're the opposite, so I'm very sensing. Literally, guys, I scored 95% on being a sensor, so I have apparently no intuition. Um, I literally use Amanda like an intuition for myself because I don't have it. And she's significantly higher on the intuitive scale than I am. So that wasn't any problem. We could talk about that with no problem and give you all of the different comparisons. Then, as you guys may have struggled through the last couple of episodes with us, 
um, we got to the really difficult part where we, we are the exact same. And we're both thinkers and we're both judgers. And um, apparently we don't know how to fill. We don't know how to fill shit. So <laughs> that was rough. Um, and then we, we have no perception either. So, um, which was a huge struggle. And I, I felt like vomiting that entire episode because perceivers just confused the daylights out of me. So what we did is we got to talking to our friends and coworkers and we discovered that we have in fact surrounded ourselves with some different personalities and that's awesome and now we're going to start pulling them all in to talk about their difference uh their differences with us and um Brooke why don't you tell us what your personality is Yes my personality is an INFJ which is apparently uh, about one percent of the personalities, which blows my mind. I know. Yeah. Also, kind of makes a lot of sense though, because one thing that Amanda and I did talk extensively about were FPs. Which shout out to the FPs. <laughs> I also have an FP friend because if you guys will remember, Amanda tried to make a dig at me and say that I surrounded myself with people who were exactly like me. <laughs> and turns out she was wrong, and she is eating her words. <laughs> In fact, the other day, if she were here right now, she would say, wow, Laura, you somehow managed to surround yourself with some of the rarest personalities instead. So, um, <laughs> just gonna brag on myself for a moment there. So, as if like all my friends are <laughs> <Yeah>. specimens. <laughs> that is not how I see people. But yes, FPs, we talked a lot about how um, those are the like very sciencey. um imaginative people but like an fj kind of works if i read right about your personality like kind of works opposite like it's like a kind of a battle back and forth between being a filler and a judger yes that's that's exactly how i would um put it like because before i took the test i always um would look at myself in those situations and i was or take other little tests. And it was like, I can never answer these. I feel bipolar almost because it's like, I don't know which one to go with because it, in this situation, it would be different for me. And then, you know, according to this situation, but I don't know, that's exactly how I would describe it as like a battle. Yeah, right. Like, are you feeling your way through the mm-hmm. situation or are you judging your way through the mm-hmm. situation? A lot of it depends on like um, just the facts of the situation. I have to look at those and kind of analyze all of those. Are there a lot of emotions involved or is it more of a black and white situation? Yeah, I can see where that would definitely be conflicting. So the test that we've had a lot of our friends take, and this is an awesome link. I think I've linked it before on our social media. Um, It's with Personality Max. Um, By the way, we are recording in my office tonight so you may occasionally hear the office phone in the background or a little Um, puppy barking or yeah or puppies (laughs) or you know don't ask all the office things (laughs) all the normal office experience um so what there were a lot of interesting things about 
all of the different personalities that I got to kind of read through with Personality Max. But what was most surprising to you in your snapshot? Like at the top where you first start to see your results in the Personality Max um, for our listeners, it not only gives you the results of your Myers-Briggs personality, but it also gives you um, your cognitive intelligence, right? Yes. Okay. Brooke is the one that's got this open right now. I'm just <laughs> trying to remember this off the top of my head. Um, and it gives you the hemispheres of your brain that you you utilize the most. So at the top of your results, it gives you like a bunch of percentages and where you fall. Um, so what was something that was most surprising to you when you started to look at that information? Um, surprising? Oh, I don't really... I don't know. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like nothing was really super surprising to me. Um was it more like an aha moment like Yeah, it was more so of much. yes, it was more of like, oh, this explains why I am the way that I am. And maybe things aren't actually wrong with me, but right? <laughs> this I is why like... I am the way I am. That's the way it should be for people when they do take personality tests. It's yes. like, okay, I'm not crazy. Um, something that I thought was interesting about yours is what you were telling me earlier about being just like with 1% of the personality population. So just so everyone knows, which, um, so if you don't remember, Amanda is an INTJ, I'm an ESTJ. So ESTJs are actually a really common personality type, not as much in women as men, um, but like Amanda is an INTJ that makes up a significantly smaller population percentage. And then Brooks is even smaller. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that blows my mind. I didn't expect to be in that percentage. I think it's really interesting when you do see the percentages and how there is a huge difference between like just one or two that are super popular personalities Mm -hmm. and then the others be so low. And then to think about the fact that like we know such a large variety of people. Yeah. um, I don't know. That's just something that really fascinates me. Yeah. Like ever since taking this, I want everybody I know to take this so I can know what mm-hmm. they are and how they handle certain situations. <laughs> I know. We're going to just make a company-wide yes. thing eventually. <laughs> um, okay. So, and guys, I've got notes, so <laughs> bear with me. Um, so, okay, when you read the description, did it feel like you, which I feel like you've kind of answered this question, but, like, expound on that. Um, what did you think were some... Um, strengths that you definitely saw in yourself and also the weaknesses um I it tells me that I am a visual learner uh, which is definitely um I agree with I've always found that if you're sitting there telling me how to do something I'm not going to retain it you show me and I am more likely to retain it so quick but um I'm sorry, what was your... So was that your highest intelligence? Your cognitive intelligence was visual learner? It was... Let's see. No, it's the... I can't say this word. Kines... Wait, I'm gonna look. Okay. Uh, Oh, kinesthetic. That's like your physical 
naturalist, linguistic, visual. Okay, but you are very, you're pretty high in the visual. Because yes. I was having this conversation, um, I thought it was with you, but maybe it was with someone else, about how you would think that there'd be a large percentage of people that were visual learners because mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm training new employees or um, I've been around employees that have been trained, like training that everyone tends to say like, well, show me yeah, and then I'll, mm-hmm. or let me do it. And yes, then I'll learn definitely. from there. Definitely. That's how I think um, looking back now in like school and going through school, uh, the subjects that I weren't, I wasn't very good at math would be one and so if you're sitting there telling me how to do a problem I'm not gonna know how to do it you show me how to work through it it was gonna it was gonna be so much better science was the same way I'm just not very good at those I'm pulling up my results now because I know visual was actually kind of low online and that was another reason why we were talking about it because it it's always felt like I say a lot that, Mm -hmm. you know, show me, um, and guys, there are so many results that come from this test that I'm scrolling through what would be pages of information. (laughs) One thing I found interesting was that females, it says 75% of females are INFJs and only 25% males are INFJs. Yeah. So interpersonal and logical were my top mm-hmm. learning. And then visual. That. Yeah. The logical, especially. So when you look at your strengths, the list of strengths that come up there, um, what were some that stood out to you? For those out there who maybe have the same personality type as yourself. Uh, so it says good at listening. That's always been one. I've always really enjoyed just listening to people. I don't uh, mind people coming to me and telling me, talking to me about anything. And then I've always had people uh, who have come to me to talk to me about things. They'll always end up telling me, you're such a good listener. Thank you for letting me just vent and get it all out there or just whatever you need to talk to somebody about you're always gonna listen and so I don't know I always yeah I always felt like I was good at listening to people so the one thing that surprises me it says excellent verbal it says verbal and (laughs) written um written communication skills yes verbal not so much I don't understand (laughs) where that one went wrong (laughs) um yeah Warm, affirming, and encouraging. Honors commitments, insightful. Uh, yeah, definitely the honors commitments. I don't... I like to keep those commitments if I make them. And then I definitely don't like when other people break their commitments. So that might explain a little bit. Mm-hmm. What does that have listed for weaknesses? Uh, my possible weaknesses. Uh, has trouble with conflict. Oh, yep. <laughs> definitely oh that's great difficulty <laughs> receiving criticism withdrawn holds back oh yeah all those <laughs> they hit the nail on the head there <laughs> but she would add verbal communication yes I would move that one down <laughs> that's not so in your cognitive functions um, uh... 
so like if you scroll past that then it has a list of famous people mm-hmm. okay i'm really curious who is <laughs> on your famous people list because mine is a lot of presidents really bear in mind that my personality type is dominantly male yeah. and one of the most common um personality types so like so many presidents so i mine makes sense looking at it because i am an artsy person i like uh i like drawing painting I like um, literature, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of... I have one president, I think. Martin Van Buren. Oh, okay. Um, but I have a lot of actors and uh, actresses, poets. Uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Oh, yes. Chaucer. Um, Amanda has Jane Austen. I'm oh, pretty jealous of that I am one. jealous of that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy Crystal, comedian. I have some comedians on here, too. I, okay, I see that because mm-hmm. Billy Crystal is one of those guys that I think he plays off of um, awkwardness well. Yes, and I do so. awkward well. <laughs> <laughs> you do awkward well. <laughs> um, let's see, who else? Oh, Adam Sandler. Uh, another one who plays off of awkwardness. Oh, and then they have, uh, like, Jane Eyre. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I don't understand this one. Kermit the Frog? Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe. Let's keep you away from the Miss Tiggies of the yeah. world. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nicole Kidman, Carrie okay. Fisher, Nels- yeah. Nelson Mandela. Wow. Oprah Winfrey. Oh, hey, no. no. Where's my freebies? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that's, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Okay, so now the next thing I'm curious about is the career matches. And are you in a career? Because I am. I am in a career that it matches me with 100%. So I am curious if you fall into any of the categories that it lists for you. So I am not currently, and not that I'm going to uh, leave my job, but I am not currently in oh, the category. No. <laughs> yeah. Is that like super creative but stuff? the funny thing is uh, the majority of these on this list are things that I either started out going to school for or have thought about doing. So uh, counselor, therapist, um, missionary psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker. I actually started out doing social work uh, when I was going to college and changed quickly. I have done childcare, um, church worker, obviously. Mm-hmm. I guess you can say teacher because in the childcare, they homeschooled. That's and true. I, was, I did their homeschool with them. Wow. Uh, so when you wanted to switch careers mm-hmm. and get into something that was outside your comfort zone, you really went I outside really went career. outside my comfort zone. Your personality <laughs> comfort zone completely. Yes. Okay. So getting down to like the N versus S, which you are, remind me again, and I... NFJ. NFJ. Okay. So, how 
do you see that play out in your relationships? Being an in instead of an S. Being an in instead of an S. And I'm not talking like just like romantic relationships, but just like friendships and like being a perceiver. So you use your intuition with your relationships. Do you find that um, you read people well or? Yes, I do. That I, I actually rely on that a lot because I, I can tell when somebody's um, mannerisms aren't exactly how they used to be and I immediately just being who I am go to something I did something or something's oh, wrong there yeah. um, but it's the older I've gotten and then um, more I've learned and studied about personalities I try to make my first thought go to something's going on it doesn't necessarily have to be something that I did or anything but definitely something's different yeah I I, uh, reading people is something I think I can do pretty well. So how has being a filler impacted your life? Uh, the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I kind of see that in, like, if you follow your personality traits as a line, when you think about them in terms of your relationships, so you're a perceiver, so you're really well at reading people, um, but then you said that you immediately assume like you've done something wrong, which mm-hmm. then I, I feel like that's the filler mm-hmm. that comes out of you that instantly goes with that. With the whole battle thing, I can see something that immediately it's my fault or yeah, feelings. <sighs> I hate them. They're the worst. Okay. But, and we're going to have to do another episode on fillers completely Mm -hmm. because we super botched that um, the first time around and we've had some conversations since then because now that I know who around me is a filler, I feel like um, fillers can be way more emotionally mature Mm -hmm. than um, a thinker because Mm -hmm. I tend to try to hide from my feelings and not figure them out, mm-hmm. but I know some fillers that they just, they're actually the calmest people. Like, I, I actually perceive you as a pretty calm person, too, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's because you do actually spend more time with your emotions than, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> than I do. I'm like, oh, what's that? An I'm, emotion? Okay, bye. Yeah. I <laughs> like I to think know, my like, way out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't like to think my way out of anything. No, I like... <laughs> Every time I there's something going on, I like to stop and think, okay, why am I feeling this way? And I like to get down to the root of it and figure it out. Yeah. So then that leads me to my next question, which is that um, being a J, so a judger, mm-hmm. how does this help you in your career? So you've got the ability to um, be intuitive when it comes to people, and then you kind of like turn that around and... and blame yourself with your feelings mm-hmm. but in your career you probably pull out the J more often than I I think I that's what I see so then like how does that help you balance that in your career so like in judging situations mm-hmm. yeah I, I think I use all of those somewhat and to the degree and then like you said I end up with the judging so I'll take um all my my intuition of how people are reacting to things and then I kind of try to put myself in their position 
and then I'll base off base my decisions off of judging that whole situation. So. Okay, so the next thing I really want to know about is this is twenty twenty. Um, we're back to the Roaring Twenties. So now that you have read through the Personality Max test and all of the information that it gives you, and this one's even awesome and gives like relational advice. So in the new year, what is your takeaway from your for your personal development? My takeaway from my personal development is to um, not be so hard on myself. Uh, now that I understand more about it and I'm learning more about why I am the way that I am. And you're not a psycho. And I'm not a psycho. <laughs> you're not bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> I can, uh, I'm going to take that probably where I'm going to use that the most is the workplace and knowing how to handle certain situations and when things come about, not to freak out, use my feelings first, but yeah, that's yeah. that's the main part of it. Other relationships, I don't really know. We'll just wing it. <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. It's not always your fault. Just because you perceive yes. that or your intuition tells you one way, use that J, that judger, yes. to <laughs> judge the situation. I'm just going to be judging a whole bunch of people in 2020. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's the best. Yes. Come come over to the dark side, yep. the J. <laughs> Um, so that is going to be wrapping us up. I just want you all to know that I had to sit here really still, which was really hard for me because my office chair makes a lot of fart sounds and I didn't want you to hear those. So, um, you should be proud of me. Also, Brooke for Christmas got me this awesome, um, yes, you should definitely post that selfie to all your social media from wine notebook and it has great wine quotes in it so the page that my notes ends on i haven't read this one yet so i'm going to read it to all of you it says winderlust strong desire to drink wines from around the world or just the ones from the local shop or even just the ones already in the pantry so um pull out your wine it has a bunch of wine stains on it it's awesome as promised um we will be doing a giveaway, so the details are going to be on social media. So basically, you're going to want to follow us on social media to be part of that. And we're going to give away, um, it's probably going to end up being more like a box by the time we ship it, but it's going to have some stuff from this first season in it. Um, I'm pretty sure something to do with Colin Farrell is going to be involved <laughs> and uh, fishnets. So um, we promise it won't be all completely dorky stuff. Um where do I sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't, we're like trying to decide if we're going to put something on a mug or I found this Colin Farrell t-shirt that I really want to get. I'm trying to talk Amanda into. <laughs> so you guys, you just, you've got to get Amanda on my side with this Colin Farrell shirt. So we'll post details about that. You will know where to find us. Um, because I'm going to put my stupid plug on this <laughs> podcast. And that's a wrap for season one. We will be back whenever we get our lives figured out. So maybe never um, with the season two. And yep, that's it. Thank you so much, by the way, Brooke, yeah, for joining for having me. me. Thanks for and, having me. Um, giving a different perspective than just mine. <laughs> So. I don't know how uh, great it was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. All right. Bye, everyone.
this okay but for a moment i was like this is a stupid thing <laughs> Thank you.